Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11 is our opening text. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. The Scripture reads, Remember to dedicate the Sabbath day. You are to labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahweh, your Mighty One. You must not do any work, you, your son or daughter, your male or female servant, your livestock, or the foreigner who is within your gates. For Yahweh made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them in six days. Then He rested on the seventh day. Therefore Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. May Yahweh bless His Word to our hearts today. There are hundreds of commandments in the Bible. And here in Exodus 20, we have a ten-point summary of the commandments. It is difficult to say which of the ten is your favorite because they are all good and they are all holy. But if I had to pick one to call my favorite, it would probably be the fourth commandment about the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a weekly recharge of both your natural and spiritual batteries. The old Puritan Thomas Watson said this, quote, The business of weekdays makes us forgetful of God and our souls. The Sabbath brings Him back to our remembrance. End of quote. It's not that we completely forget Yahweh throughout the week, but we become forgetful of Yahweh through the week. We get involved in life's activities. We have busy schedules. We have things to take care of. And the Sabbath brings all of that to a halt. We pause. Brother Dan, we unplug for a day. And we remember why we're here on this planet. This command brings the Creator to mind. Yahweh is not asking us to do something that He hasn't already done Himself. He's asking us to follow His example. In Genesis 2 verse 2, it says that Yahweh rested on the seventh day from all His work that He had done. And we're called to do as Yahweh did. The Sabbath reminds us that we are not slaves. Slaves of man are made to work hard and work all the time. Slave drivers do not care about their slaves. We are servants of Yahweh, but Yahweh cares about us. He gives us a day off. If you have a job that you work hard at and your employer says, you know what, you're doing a great job. You've been working hard. You need a day off. Your job security is fine. Don't worry about that. I just want you to take a rest day each week. Would you think that that employer was a slave driver or a nice guy? The allowance of a rest day equals a good boss. Yahweh is a good boss. The Sabbath teaches us to respect everyone regardless of their status in the world. The commandment says, you must not do any work. You, your son or daughter, your male or female servant, your livestock, or the foreigner who is within your gates. Your children, your servants, your foreigners get to keep the Sabbath, Israel. The Sabbath was for anyone who joined to Israel to serve Yahweh. 
Isaiah 56 says that the foreigners who keep the Sabbath will be blessed. Yahweh respects all life. We learn that in this commandment. He respects life right on down to the animals. Horses were used for transportation. Cows and donkeys were used for plowing, carrying heavy burdens. But on the Sabbath day, they all got a rest. We have a righteous Father in heaven that regards the life of even the animals. You know, it is amazing to me that people think and teach that the law of Yahweh is a burden when we have one of the Ten Commandments that says to rest for an entire day each week. How in the world is that a burden? And on top of that, Yahweh only asks for one day. And He gives us six. We are to live holy every day. But all days are not the same. All days are not holy. The six work days are common. And that means we are to work and labor in the six work days. That's part of the commandment. Six days shalt thou labor and do thy work. We do our chores. We run our errands. We do our mundane things. The seventh day belongs to Yahweh. He blessed the seventh day in Genesis 2 verse 3, declaring it set apart, which is what the word holy means. He could have asked for six days, Brother Jerry, and given us one. But He didn't do that. He only asked for one day. Is one day too much? Are we so stingy that we won't remember to dedicate one day that He is blessed and He is sanctified? That's 24 hours a week, y'all. We have 144 hours a week to work and to do what we want to do within the confines of His law. He only asks for 24 hours to be dedicated to Him. The Sabbath is a day of no work, not just commerce or gainful employment, but any work, doing your laundry, taking out the trash, cleaning your home, etc. You don't have to do any of that on the Sabbath day. And all the people shall say, Amen. (laughs) I'm not saying that if you make a sandwich that you can't scrape the crumbs off of the countertop, or if your baby has an accident on the floor that you can't get out the Swiffer and clean it. Let's not get pharisaical here. Pharisees always complicate things. You get the picture of the commandment. Stop working and rest. Don't do what you normally do the other six days of the week. Take a day off. Now, seeing that work stops on the Sabbath day, the commandment includes that no buying or selling take place on the Sabbath. You are not to work for someone else And someone else should not be working for you. The clearest place we see this is in the book of Nehemiah. I'd like to turn there. Book of Nehemiah chapter 13. We see this clearly in Nehemiah 13, 15 through 22, which I would like to turn to and read. Nehemiah chapter 13, beginning at verse 15. Scripture says, At that time... I saw people in Judah treading wine presses on the Sabbath. They were also bringing in stores of grain and loading them on donkeys along with wine, grapes, and figs. All kinds of goods were being brought to Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. So I warned them against selling food on that day. 
the Tyrians living there were importing fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them on the Sabbath to the people of Judah in Jerusalem. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this evil you are doing, profaning the Sabbath day? Didn't your ancestors do the same so that our mighty one brought all this disaster on us and on this city? And now you are rekindling his anger against Israel by profaning the Sabbath. When shadows began to fall on the gates of Jerusalem just before the Sabbath, I gave orders that the gates be closed and not opened until after the Sabbath. I posted some of my men at the gates so that no goods could enter during the Sabbath day. Once or twice the merchants and those who sell all kinds of goods camped outside Jerusalem, but I warned them, why are you camping in front of the wall? If you do it again, I'll use force against you. After that, they did not come again on the Sabbath. Then I instructed the Levites to purify themselves and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember me for this also, my mighty one, and look on me with compassion in keeping with your abundant and faithful love. That is a beautiful passage. And it shows us that the Sabbath was a big deal to Brother Nehemiah, Nehemiah because he knew the commandment. Sometimes people wonder why we make such a big deal about the commandments here at this congregation. The answer is quite simple. It is because they are Yahweh's commandments. They are not Yahweh's suggestions. They are not Yahweh's maybes. They are Yahweh's commandments. He is the Creator. He created us and He knows what is best for us. If He commands us to do something or not to do something, that's a big deal. If it's a big deal to Yahweh... It should be a big deal to me and you. One time a pastor that I had a conversation with about the Sabbath, in the midst of the conversation he asked me, he said, don't you think you're being a bit legalistic by keeping the fourth commandment? And I answered his question with a question like Yeshua often did. And I asked him if he kept the seventh commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. He snickered and he said, of course, yes, I keep that commandment. I looked at him right square in the eyes and I said, don't you think you're being a bit legalistic? <laughs> he chuckled. He got the picture. It's righteousness, not legalism, when we obey Yahweh's commandments. The Sabbath reminds us that we live on borrowed time. Yahweh is the creator of time. He makes everything tick. In Him we live and we move and we have our being. And if all the time is His, then we should make sure we are using His time, the life that He grants to us, to honor Him. Have you ever thought about this? Whatever you schedule around is what is most important to you. When you get out your calendar for the week and something is top priority to you, you make certain that it happens. No matter if it's a ball game, or your favorite TV show, or something you need to do around the house. And it's okay to have things on our schedule. That's okay. Lawful things. But when the Sabbath rolls back around, it needs to be the main thing that we're scheduling around. Because you would not even have any time if it was not for Yahweh. If you love your wife, you will spend time with your wife.
And if you love the Lord, you will spend time with Him. You'll schedule around His Sabbath. Nope, I can't do that thing on that day because it's the Sabbath day. I'm sorry, but I won't be able to make it to that event. We have our holy convocation at that time on the Sabbath. The Sabbath should be the most important thing on your calendar. Speaking of the holy convocation, that's another aspect of Sabbath keeping. Holy convocation is an old English way of speaking about a set-apart public gathering or what the HCSB calls a sacred assembly in Leviticus 23. It's what you might call a church service, what we're doing right now. We have set aside a time for the Sabbath to have a weekly public meeting where we pray together, we sing together, we share testimonies together. Brother Ron even shares jokes from time to time with us to make us laugh. How many believe the Scripture that says, Laughter doeth good like a medicine? That's in the Bible. That's okay. As long as it's within the confines of Yahweh's law, that's okay. And then we have the teaching of the Word, which all of us need. The teaching of the Word. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. I've watched a lot of you here that have been a part of this congregation for many, many moons, many years. And I've seen you grow in grace and grow in knowledge and grow in practice. And I'm thankful for it. Yeshua, our Messiah, always attended synagogue on the Sabbath. Luke 4 verse 16 says, As usual, He entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day. The King James Version says, As His custom was. The word synagogue just means an assembly of people. It's the same as our English word church. And it doesn't just refer to a building that we meet in. That is part of the definition of church or synagogue. I don't like it when people say that the word church or synagogue does not refer to a building because part of the definition is a place of worship. But that's not the only definition. It's also, or maybe more importantly, the people that gather in the synagogue or the church. So we do this right here, and we do it to encourage one another. Sabbath service is like pulling back into the gas station when the hand is on E instead of F. If it's E, you got yourself an empty tank. If it's F, it's full. You pull back into the gas station to fill up with gas when you have an empty tank. That's what the Sabbath is like spiritually. We pull back in there each week. When you walk into that door each week, you should feel like your burdens have lifted. And you know, if you don't, then maybe I'm not doing my job right. Or maybe we're not doing loving one another like we should. But we should feel a sense of relief. We're back here with the brothers and sisters. We're back here with the family of Yahweh. We may see each other throughout the week. We may hug each other, shake hands. But on the Sabbath day, we've come to worship our Father. He's blessed this day. And in the worship of our Father, we get blessed. We bless one another. If you forsake to assemble yourself together with the brothers and sisters on the Sabbath day, you will slowly fade away into more and more of yourself rather than more and more of Yahweh. The Sabbath day gathering is a way to keep ourselves in check. It is a way for us to have accountability in our life where I'm accountable to the brothers and the sisters. We come in here to hug one another. I like hugs. We smile at one another. We sing songs to Yahweh. We sing songs about Yahweh with one another. Some of us sing in tune. Some of us sing out of tune. That's okay. 
we all make a joyful noise to Yahweh. Amen. That's what Brother Arnold says. I can't sing in tune, but I can make a joyful noise. We listen to a lesson taught from the Word. We don't just have one man that teaches at this congregation. Right now we have three that teach. That's because the Bible doesn't talk about one single pastor, but it talks about elders, plural. And not only do we have three that teach from the pulpit, but we have our elder, Brother Arnold, that teaches from that seat back there during testimony service. We'll hear the Word be taught. It's important that you listen when an elder speaks. It's not that an elder is infallible. It's not that an elder cannot be wrong. But there are men that Yahweh has ordained to study more than others. And it's important that you you listen when a preacher is preaching. We're taught to obey the Word. Once again, we're here for Yahweh, but in being here for Yahweh, we reap the benefit. We're here to keep the commandment to assemble, but in keeping the commandment to Yahweh, He gives us spiritual strength. The book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 25 says we should not stay away from the assembly as some people habitually do, but we should come together and encourage one another. We're here first for Yahweh and we're here for each other second. The author of Hebrews says that we're here to promote love and good works. You cannot do that if you always stay home and never attend the Sabbath service. Now, I stand by everything that I've just said because it's very biblical, but let me say this as well, because I deal with a lot of people and talk to a lot of different situations, and I realize that some people live in areas without fellowship. They don't have any fellowship. And so that's why we offer the call-in number. So people without fellowship can call in. Maybe they don't have a computer. They can call in, and they can join in the congregation. A while back, I had several people ask me, why can't we do a live Facebook feed? I said, well, I guess we can so that people without fellowship with a computer can get on Facebook and watch live. Even Brother McCord said, Boy, I'm sure I'm glad you got that live Facebook feed. Because when I go out to the back to tend to one of the children, I like to watch it instead of just listen to it. And so that's a blessing. And if that's the best that somebody can do, then Yahweh understands. We give Yahweh our best. I also realize that people get sick or maybe they care for those who are sick in their family. That's a noble thing to do. Uh, Next week, we'll talk about honor your father and your mother. And part of that is taking care of them when they cannot take care of themselves. And so I'm not referring to any of these situations when I talk about forsaking the assembly. As a matter of fact, I think the principle of the law teaches that if you are sick and you could pass it on to somebody else, it's best to quarantine yourself at home and not come to the gathering so that each and every one of us gets sick. Forsaking the assembly means that you have the ability to come to the Sabbath gathering. Nothing is holding you back except your flesh. And when you do that, you are sinning against Yahweh. There's so much that can be said about this commandment. It is overlooked in our day and time. You'll often hear things like this. Well, the Sabbath has been done away with. Jesus is our Sabbath now. We don't have to keep a day holy, etc., etc. But none of that is in the Bible. You won't find any Bible verse that says any of those things that I just said. People derive those things from certain verses that they take out of context. The Sabbath commandment is just as much a commandment as the one we talked about last week 
Do not take Yahweh's name lightly or in vain. And it's just as much of a commandment as the one I'm going to talk about next week to honor your parents. People don't have a problem thinking that we at least should obey those. I'm not saying everybody does. But people don't have a problem thinking we should obey those. But for some reason when it comes to the fourth one, to give Yahweh some of our time, a small portion of our time, people get all upset. You know, Yahweh kept the Sabbath. And Yeshua kept the Sabbath. And do you know that they still keep the Sabbath today in heaven? The angels keep the Sabbath, according to some what's called extra-biblical apocryphal texts. Why in the world would we not keep the Sabbath? I can't think of any better example to follow than Yahweh the Father and His only begotten Son. What better example could you get? We should follow their example and keep the Sabbath. There are some intricacies in Sabbath-keeping. I never like to go beyond what is written in the Word. There are some things maybe that I don't do that I would never preach, but they're just personal convictions because sin is the transgression of the law. 1 John 3 verse 4. It is not anything greater or less than that. Let's keep that in mind. But there are some things that you will do as you grow and you learn. For example, many years ago I read Exodus chapter 16. And I came to the conclusion that we should not cook on the Sabbath. Now, not all of the people of Yahweh that I've met in my 22 years of keeping the Torah agree with that. Some of the brothers and sisters, good brothers and sisters that I've met over the years, see Exodus 16 as a chapter that teaches against going out to gather on the Sabbath rather than cooking. If I'm honest, I can see that position and I can understand that position. But I would still say that some forms of cooking are work. And all the women said, Amen. I know sometimes I see my wife cooking for over an hour to feed us in our family. And there is a difference between making some coffee or a sandwich and putting together a three-course meal. And I'm not going to demand anything laborious of my wife on the Sabbath day. Um, women should get the day off just like men. We're all equal in Christ. Uh, different roles, but equal in salvation, equal in Christ. So you could just decide, for instance, I know some people that eat raw on the Sabbath, so they don't have to worry about it. Just eat fruits and vegetables. Or some people fast on the Sabbath. There's nothing wrong with fasting on the Sabbath. Uh, Moses fasted for 80 days. Yeshua fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and there had to be Sabbaths in there. So there's nothing wrong with fasting on the Sabbath. And then you don't have to worry about much of anything. But I think we should steer clear of cooking the big meals on the Sabbath day. What you need to do when you're concerned about how to keep the Sabbath is to study the Torah portions about the Sabbath and look up the word Sabbath in your concordance or on your phone now we have where you can search a word and it pulls up in all the times that it's used in that particular translation. Look up the word Sabbath and read every section in the law and the prophets that talk about keeping the Sabbath. And you will grow as you learn. Don't think of yourself as less saved if you're not grow, grown to a place or a position that someone else is grown to. I like to say that we're all in the same school, not necessarily in the same grade. And there are things that I do now because I understand more than I understood 10, 15, 20, and even 5 years ago. Yahweh is a great mighty one in the sense that He doesn't plop everything down on us at one time. 
I told a brother yesterday through a text message, I said, he asked me a question. He said, LOL, which means laugh out loud. <laughs> Don't get overwhelmed. I've seen people come to the knowledge of the Torah, the knowledge, which means the teachings and the instructions of Yahweh. They come to the knowledge of the law of Yahweh that we need to keep it, and they, they overwhelm themselves, and then it gets too much on them, and then they kind of don't want to do it, you know. And so, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. Number one, it's not for your justification. Uh, and, and number two, you're looking at a man right here as a pastor. I did not do everything ten years ago that I do now because of understanding and growth as I study the Bible. So Yahweh is gracious to let us learn at a slow pace. This race that we run is a marathon, not a sprint. Don't wear yourself out. Sometimes it's okay to stop and take a break in this race that we run. Just don't go backwards. Sometimes it's okay to stop. My mother told me that a long time ago. She said, son, don't, don't try to run life as a sprint. Take it as a marathon. Take it slow and steady. I want to encourage you to never be so tedious about the Sabbath day that you make it into a burden. Some people that I've met over the years have made it into a burden. The Pharisees did this during the days of Yeshua. For instance, they didn't want Yeshua healing anybody on the Sabbath. One time when Yeshua was healing a woman that had been stooped over because her back was hurt for 13 years, and Yeshua healed her, and they said, Whoa, whoa, you got six days to do that. Why are you come and heal her on the Sabbath day? And Yeshua says, this is in Luke chapter 13, Yeshua says, look, do not each one of you uh, loose his ox or his donkey on the Sabbath and take him down to the watering hole to water him and then bring him back? Shall not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, she's been bound for 13 years, should not she be loosed on the Sabbath day? And they couldn't say a whole lot, you know, because our Lord was very, very wise and uh, very astute in the Scriptures. But they didn't want Him healing on the Sabbath day. You know, some Sabbath traditions, even later on, included making sure that you tear your toilet paper before the Sabbath arrives. For real. I'm not making that up. That's not the heart of the Sabbath. Listen, if you want to go outside and take a walk on the Sabbath and breathe some fresh air and enjoy Yahweh's creation, that's fine. That's peaceful. Don't put on your running gear and go get your steps in on the Sabbath <laughs> and start a sweat in the Speedos, right? Don't do that. If you want to go take a leisurely walk, that's fine. If you need to use the bathroom, it's okay to tear the toilet paper on the Sabbath. It's okay. Now, I'm going to say this because I, I do believe that he's a false prophet. There's, there's a pastor in the Atlanta area named Creflo Dollar, and I believe that he's a false prophet. But I watched a clip of him one time where he said that it was against the law of the Lord to use the bathroom on the Sabbath. And if anybody doesn't believe me, I can send you the clip. And he said, what if you ate something bad before the Sabbath and you had to use the bathroom? And you couldn't use the bathroom on the Sabbath. He was trying to say how that the law is a burden and it's a curse and we don't need to keep the law because you know that's the old way and we're walking in the new way. But none of that is true. None of that is true. The Sabbath is not a burden. Uh, Yeshua teaches that it's also okay to take care of your animals on the Sabbath day. Now, that's a form of work, but that's a form of work that He allows. Why? Because the life of the animal takes precedence. 
A righteous man regards the life of his animal. They still have to drink. They still have to eat. And it's okay to heal people on the Sabbath day too. Life always takes precedence. For instance, there's been times where I've went and visited people in the hospital on the Sabbath. A hospital doesn't have to shut down on the Sabbath. They that are holy, not a physician, but they that are sick. Hospitals are a good thing, not a bad thing. They're caring for sick people. People are in need. I've bought or purchased a parking ticket before on the Sabbath day so that I could sit with somebody and spend the night with somebody in the hospital who needed a friend. It's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. When it comes to what you do and what you don't do on the Sabbath, number one, stick with what's written. Don't add to His law or take away from His law. And number two, check your heart. What is your motive? Ask yourself, is this necessary or can it wait? Always remember that life takes precedence. If one of my children got hurt on the Sabbath, you better believe that I would take care of them and rush them to the hospital if they needed it. Always plan for the Sabbath. In Exodus 16, the sixth day of the week is called Preparation Day. If we fail to plan, we plan to fail. One of the famous lines of my dad. He's got many of them. You can make a list of things that you need to get done on Preparation Day. Years ago, I started making it a habit to work a half day on Preparation Day so I could get home and get everything ready for the Sabbath. So as where you may work 8 to 10 hours a day during the week on the Sabbath, you know, you work 4 or 5 hours a day. You take off early so that you get ready for the Sabbath. You run the errands. You get gas. You prepare the meal. You take out the trash. You tidy up the home. The more you prepare, the more peaceful your Sabbath will be around your house. Then when the Sabbath arrives, rest. Don't wait till right up to the Sabbath, right up to the border of the Sabbath and say, Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, we've got to get everything ready. That's not the heart of the Sabbath. Take time to prepare. That's why Yahweh gives us the preparation day. In conclusion, let me say that this sermon is not meant to be a detailed examination of how to keep the Sabbath, nor a rebuttal to the claim that the Sabbath has been abolished. I've taught sermons like that before, and I probably will in the future, but this sermon is just a broad overview of the commandment. That's what this series is, a broad overview of each of the Ten Commandments how the commandment is a blessing, what it means, how we can observe it. And there's also the matter of when the Sabbath is. Now, myself, I'm a lunar Sabbath man. I'm not ashamed of that. I make no apologies for that. I believe that the Sabbath is regulated by the lunar solar calendar. But if someone is not at that same understanding, honor what you see at this time. My Sabbath-keeping friends don't like it when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. (laughs) I respect anyone who actually honors a Sabbath as they understand it. I do not believe that Sunday is the Sabbath, nor Saturday. But I have great respect for Truett Cathy for shutting down Chick-fil-A on Sunday. A multi-billion dollar company. And he shuts it down one day a week. I have many friends that I love dearly that I argue with about when the Sabbath is that keep Friday evening to Saturday evening. I say argue. It's it's in love. It's in decency. But I respect them, the ones that keep it, what they see, keep it holy. 
Don't be like the one guy that called me up one time and wanted to rebuke me because the Sabbath wasn't regulated by the lunar calendar, but only strictly by the solar calendar. This gentleman believed that the calendar in the Bible was not lunar in any way, but only solar. And he began to explain it to me, and I gave him about a good 30 minutes, and I wondered if I was going to get to talk in the conversation. You ever talk to somebody like that? <laughs> they call you up for an hour, and they're talking 55 minutes of the hour, and you're only talking five? <clears throat> Maybe some of y'all needed to hear that. I don't know. <laughs> but when the fella got through, after about 30 minutes, I said, well, brother, I said, how long have you been observing the Sabbath like this? And he said, oh, I don't observe the Sabbath. And I said, well, brother, we need to talk about observing a Sabbath instead of when the Sabbath is. Because I'm really not in the mood to listen to you tell me when the Sabbath is if you don't observe the Sabbath that you believe. Yeah. You know? And he said, you got a point. <laughs> I told him I loved him and called me back when he starts to observe it and we'll talk. The Sabbath timing is for another message or a series of messages. That's not what this message is about, even though I am a Lunar Sabbath man. If somebody asks you, what Sabbath do you keep? I was getting my hair cut the other day and the young lady that cuts my hair says, uh, why are you here on Sunday? I thought you were a preacher. I said, well, I'm a preacher. But I'm kind of like the Messiah. We didn't preach on Sunday, right? And I explained to her a little bit about our Sabbath day. Don't forget the Sabbath saints. This is my second closing, so it's the real one. Don't forget the Sabbath. It's the only commandment in the ten that Yahweh says to remember. But it is the commandment that is most forgotten. If you've been forgetting to keep it holy, you can start at this point in your life. You can commit to keeping this commandment. And you will be blessed for walking in what you see. Yahweh will forgive you for all of your breakings of the Sabbath if you ask Him to and you admit to it and you repent. He will forgive you. One of the reasons that Yeshua died on the cross was for your Sabbath breakings. That's one thing that He died for. And He wants to renew you. And He wants to teach you His ways. Let's remember the Sabbath, brothers and sisters. Yahweh Father, thank You so much for everything. Thank You for the Sabbath day. Help me, Yahweh Father. Forgive me for where I have not kept it holy. Forgive me, Yahweh, for not honoring it to the degree that I should. Yahweh, that's why we do this, to bring these things to our remembrance. And I pray, Yahweh, that I would practice the things that I've preached. Amen, Bless all of the people in here. Grant forgiveness to those who ask. Help us to keep Your commandments. We love You and we thank You, for it's through Your Son we pray. Amen.